Greetings and blessings to you on this uh, Good Friday in which we are celebrating one of the greatest events in the history of mankind. As we come into your homes and as you celebrate with us, uh, we invite you at the end of this message to share communion uh, with us. And tonight as we are you know, looking in depth at some of the great work that happened through the blood of Jesus Christ and his cross. This week, we have celebrated, you know, this great event that took place almost 2,000 years ago. Its purpose, its cause is still full of power today. Yes, beloved, even as we celebrate the Passover and the resurrection this weekend, allow me to draw your attention to the significance of Jesus' death on the cross and the shedding of his blood and what that means to each of us. It is important for us to know what the Lord has done for us and as a result, we might be able to walk in the victory that he has gained for us. As you already know, the blood is the only means of atonement. Everything had to be cleansed and sanctified and purged with the blood. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 says, Almost all things are purged by the blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins or freedom. Tonight, I would like to talk to you about the seven places that Jesus shed his blood and their significance. You know, the number seven is God's number. It's like his signature. Yes, Leviticus says in 16 and 19 that when the high priest went in to offer the blood of the animals, that they were to sprinkle it seven times. And so tonight I would like to look at these seven times that Jesus shed his blood and the significance of it and relationship to you and I and our victory in Jesus Christ. Seven times and seven places with amazing significance in helping us to walk out a victorious life that Jesus Christ has won for us. Isaiah 53 and 5 says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. There were seven losses that his blood repurchased for us. Jesus gained the victory for us. But you know, the devil is still squatting on the property. Yes, we must enforce the victory 
of Christ. We must cause Satan to leave and evict him because he does not leave voluntarily. But we stand as believers in, in power and authority all because of the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood that has purged, the blood that has cleansed, the blood that has made it ours, the blood of Jesus Christ. So there are seven places and seven redemptions that we want to look at tonight simply. Number one, when Jesus shed his blood in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says that being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. At that moment and in that time, it was there that the our willpower was redeemed. Think about it. It was in the garden, the garden of Eden, that Adam lost his willpower. He lost his ability to say no, to sin, to evil and the flesh. But our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he gained that power back for us as he was there praying and feeling, you know what I mean, the choices that were before him. He gained our willpower back. He said, not my will, but thine be done. Yes, thank God, through Jesus Christ and those blood drops that fell from his brow, we now, through Christ, have the power to say no to our will and yes to God. Amen. Number two, Jesus shed his blood at the whipping post. You know, it says that when they had scourged him, then they delivered him to be crucified. It was there at the scourging that we gained our health, and it was through the blood at that moment in time that he redeemed us. For by his stripes ye are healed. First Peter 2.24. Think about it. As his black his back is being whipped, there is a blood that is being shed for us. Those stripes are redeeming us, and it's the blood that's producing our fresh new health. You see, because sickness is a curse, it fell on man for breaking God's law. But by the blood of Jesus Christ, Jesus breaks that curse. Amen? Everyone who receives him qualifies for receiving that healing power. He shed his blood in the garden. He shed his blood at the whipping post. He also shed blood internally when he was beaten from the intense beating that they gave him, there was an internal bleeding that was going on. 
It was that internal wounds and bruises that affords us the forgiveness and the liberty that hold us in our transgressions and our iniquities. It brings forgiveness to us. Isaiah 53 and 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. What is transgression? Transgression is something that we do with knowledge that it was wrong. Iniquity. That is a weakness or a fault that you were born with or that in life you acquire. But there in that you know, time of the beating, that internal bleeding that was going on, Jesus suffered, you know, and uh, in order that we might not have internal injuries, you know, that happen in life, that they are not part of us, so we don't have to hang on to them. Oh, yes. Jesus at this point by his blood, you know, any physical, emotional, or spiritual life, you know, a man that has been damaged can be healed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus shed his blood when they put that crown of thorns upon his head. Matthew 27 and 29 says, and when they had twisted the crown of thorns, they put it on his head. Now you can imagine, you know what I mean, as they lay that crown of thorns upon his head, that there was blood that was spilled. Yes, but that, the great work that happened because of that, it was for our peace of mind and healing from torment. If we were redeemed by that blood, that was shed. Yes, it's all the same blood, but it is the point of blood that makes reference to, you know, the dynamic of what that healing or the area that it was for. It was to liberate our minds. It says the chastisement for our peace was upon him. Amen. The enemy had taken their peace from us. God has restored it again to us through the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, it's very important because if the enemy can oppress your mind, he can control your destiny on earth. But Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23 says, Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. We can have a renewed spirit of mind. We can have a healed mind. We can have a mind that is not filled with torment because of what Jesus went through, you know, with that crown of thorns so that our minds might be healed. And then we find out that Jesus also, also shed his blood when they pierced his hands. It says they crucified him. Well, we all know what a crucifixion is like. There is the nails in the hands that go on. And whenever you pierce a hand, what's going to happen? There's going to be blood that flows from those hands. And through the piercing of his hands, that blood, 
gave us the power to succeed because what are hands for? Hands are the working agent or the elements or the vehicles by which we do and what we accomplish. And the piercing of his hands guarantees us the power to succeed, to prosper. It's the ability to receive our spiritual inheritance because it was redeemed there. Amen? Imagine, you know, that those hands that... You know, Genesis talked about and how they have to work with, with difficulty and, and success would be so evasive, you know. But here Jesus comes along and he makes a powerful statement to us that our hands have been healed. Hands that not only are guaranteed to succeed when we walk with the Lord in the will and the way of the Lord, but also these hands now can be lifted freely to the Lord, our God, in worship. I believe it was Timothy that said, let us lift up holy hands unto the Lord. And so in that piercing of his hands, there is a redemptive power that has been granted to our hands even as we live for Jesus Christ. Then also he shed his blood when they pierced his feet. If you grasp this as we take the communion tonight, you know, and understand that as we partake of this, this is what's at the table of the Lord. This is what he says we are to remember, you know, in regard to him. Oh, man, I'll tell you what, the power of the blood. So when they pierced his feet, the piercing of his feet speaks of our dominion and authority. It was redeemed. Yes, it was. It says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 3, Every place the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Think about it. Dominion is a place of your feet. He told Abraham, too. You know what I mean? Wherever you walk, that's where I have given you. Think about it. You know, when something is under your feet, it's under your power. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Jesus speaking says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. What a position, what a place that those, the blood from his from his hands and from his feet position us, you know what I mean? So that we are, we have dominion and that we can have and be successful in life. Whatsoever your hands, you know what I mean? Do, do with all of your might. Why? Because they are anointed. Yes, they are. Amen. So James tells us this, that, you know, as we submit to God because of this, redemptive blood, we can resist the devil and he will flee from us. We sit in a position of success 
and our feet are ordained to, you know, walk out the victory of Jesus Christ. So we have then the blood that came from his pierced side. You remember the story of how that happened when the, the soldier pierced his side and blood and water came from that from his side. Well, what was it that produced that blood and water? Okay, you know, it, it was heartbreak. It was rejection. It was betrayal. It was abandonment that had so gripped the heart of our Savior that medical science tells us that it, as a result, will produce, you know, that kind of thing around the heart. Water collects around the heart when a level of agony reaches that point. You see, so Jesus, Jesus went through heartache. Jesus went through rejection, betrayal. Jesus experienced abandonment for the purpose of making our hearts whole and that we might have fullness of joy. So the blood that came from his side produces wholeness of heart and fullness of joy. And that's why he can say in Luke chapter 4, 18, he sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Oh yes, you know, whatever has broken your heart, you know, whatever is causing you and causing your will to live, you know what I mean, to be at a low ebb, God wants to make it brand new. So think about it as we pursue, proceed to have the Lord's Supper that Jesus has redeemed our willpower. We can now say yes to the Father's will and we can say no to the self-will. Jesus has redeemed our health. My, for by his stripes we are healed. Jesus has redeemed our liberty and our forgiveness. His blood affords us peace of mind because it has been shed from that crown of thorns. His blood has also afforded us the ability to succeed. Think about it. We can rise and go forth in the name of Jesus because the blood has went ahead and covered. The blood has went ahead and purged. Everything has been sanctified and purged and cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise his holy name. It also gives us dominion and authority. Dominion and authority. When Jesus said, you know, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Therefore, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature talking to us and telling us how that the powers of darkness would be subject to us. It was all one through the blood of Jesus Christ. Last but not least, Jesus has redeemed 
our wholeness of heart and fullness of joy, all because of the blood of Jesus. You know, think about it today. Let me just refresh quickly here those arenas, amen, that Jesus purchased for us. The blood in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying so intensely. The blood of Jesus that was shed at the whipping post. Oh yes, and redeemed our health. The blood that happened and flowed from the intense beating that his body took, his inner side, his inner self also bled. Fact is, if you were to look at me and I was take my coat off, you know what I mean? I would show you, you know, how that there's some inner bleeding that can go on when something happens on the outside. Just to give you a little picture, I'm sure you've experienced it also in there, that crown of thorns up on his head. Amen. Why? Because God wants us to have peace. God wants to have us have, have peace of mind. He doesn't want us to have torment, you know, and the blood purges, the blood sanctifies. And as you grasp this, you can go forth, you know what I mean? And every time the enemy or the squatter wants to set up camp in that area, you say, wait a minute, no, the blood has purged you. I have a right, I have a position, it is mine in the blood and through the blood of Jesus Christ. When he pierced his hands, he guaranteed our success. You know, when we work, you know what I mean? We don't have to worry about that it's in vain, but God's going to bless it. There's no curse on it, on your hands anymore. There may be on the ground, but there isn't on your hands. Praise his holy name. And then he pierced his his feet. And so you have today dominion and authority. Start walking it out. Live like you like you have authority. You know, evict that enemy that's trying to sit, you know what I mean? And, and, and reign in your territory. Don't let him do it. And then the pierced side, of course, from that soldier. And you now the world and so many people, their hearts they're hurt, they're feeling the illness, you know, of broken relationships. They're feeling, you know what I mean, that, that brokenness of rejection and betrayal and, and, and feeling like there's no hope. But I'm here to tell you this evening, you know, because of the blood of Jesus Christ and because of the blood that flowed from your side from that spear, you know what I mean, that there is wholeness, there is healing, and there is fullness of joy. So if you would at this time, you know, as we come to the table of the Lord and uh, share in this table, would you think about, and as the service even closes, would you be reminded and, and go over this fact, you know, that the blood really covers it all. The blood covers it all. So we read from Paul's uh, writings in 1 Corinthians. 
It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. What his body went through, the work and the power that was released, his brokenness became our wholeness. Praise his holy name. So Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we give thanks to you, O oh God, that you have provided a, a means, you have provided a purging, and you have released a power. And we receive that tonight into our lives. Whatever may be affected negatively tonight, we are changing it to the positiveness of our redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. Would you receive? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen? Amen. And then it says, then he took the cup. And he said, this is the covenant in my blood. This do in remembrance of me. He wants us to call forth, to remember, to remember what the blood in its power has done for us in all the benefits that come from those seven sheddings of blood that happen in the life of Jesus. All the same blood, but yet stages, you know what I mean, that are designed to address given areas of our life. All right, whether it's our will, our health, you know, our liberty and forgiveness, our peace of mind, the ability to succeed, our hands, our feet, and dominion, and of course, the wholeness of our heart. Father, we thank you for the blood covers it all. That these seven different places, the significance of them are designed to heal in a given area. And we receive that tonight. We declare ourselves free from all things that are not favorable to the life of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the blood. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless. And it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Amen.